You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Afterbuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's Afterbuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. Hello everyone, Bing is for doing, and we are here doing AfterBuzz TV Boardwalk Empire. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Undergaro. <laughs> you got your name over there? And I'm joined by rookie co-host. I'm not a rookie. To Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk. Oh, you certainly are, my oh love. Oh my gosh, I'm quite the rookie. Anyway, the, the great, the talented, the beautiful Sarah Stratton. Hello. And normally we'd have Bethany, we'd have Ebony. And uh, not uh, not this week, I'm told. But I heard they're here next week. Next week. Next week. So good. we have the dubious distinction of holding this down. Uh, I have so much to say. I'm really stressed. Uh, you just had to tell you me. To, to be panicking a little. You had to bit. tell me to stop complaining. By the way, uh, definitely wish Ebony a happy birthday. It's her birthday tomorrow. Ebony. That's why, That's she's, why not she's not here. Ah, uh, she's away, right, Phil? Yeah, she's in Germany, okay. getting cultured. Culture and partying in Germany. Can't really blame her. It's tough. Although she missed about, uh, I mean, she missed the season premiere. Ah, she'll be back. Uh, anyway, Sarah, it's great to have you. Sarah's my movie buddy. We go see movies together all the time. And uh, USC graduate. That is me. And really? now I'm here joining this boardwalk empire uh, Actress, very, uh, very rich in culture. Right, Thanks. and you're from Game of Thrones. I'm being so flattered. And what else? Well, we have tall uh, boardwalk Game fans. Game of Thrones. I do True Blood. Basically, if it's on HBO, I watch it. Right, it tends to be my pattern. I don't know what that says about me and my mindset. Well, it's I great. Don't... I mean, it's great TV. It's HBO. And so, and you've also been watching Boardwalk. You 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 binged, as we say. Okay, so I was a huge fan for season one, and then being a poor college student, I couldn't afford HBO, so mm-hmm. I was like seeing whose houses I could go to, which ended up being a lot of True Blood and things like that, because they're more girly-esque college shows. Right. Um, and so when I found out that you guys were doing it here, I had a whole binge. I've been watching Boardwalk for the past like three weeks nonstop. Right. But I have so many names in my mind that getting them right tonight is going to be a pain. So I'm I just was, warning I all. was just talking to somebody who said, you know, they gave up after two seasons because they couldn't keep up with all the characters. And for me, I'm like, you, well, you gave up too early because I thought especially to hang on for for the th- third season to the third season finale because we ended last year on such an amazing note. Did you not love the finale uh, oh season I just, three? I felt like the finale of season three was just every character had this huge like loss of identity. That's the feeling I got. So I was sad by the finale. See, okay, I feel so like that's, everyone was just stripped, this is why, being like stripped down. This is why I'm, it's good to have you on this show because I think that's the female perspective. Me... I was just so psyched that Nucky kicked ass, got his power back. I could have cared less that his broad got blown up. I was all in. I was, you know, I guess that's how we'd, we'd probably watch Godfather in, in a very different way. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But that's great. That's why it's good to have you here to, you know, to keep my, me in check. My only thing is I do think that Boardwalk has to remember that there are girls watching. Because it is a gangster-heavy, man-dominated so... show, and you need you need to hold on to those characters that you love. And I've got a few that I'm rooting for this season. So. That you're hoping will stay around. Yes, meaning that when I'm rooting for them, they better not die, or I'm going to cry. Well, I felt for me last season, it again, I loved the finale. I would say last year's finale was probably second only to the season four finale of Breaking Bad. You know, that was incredible. You can't compare everything to Breaking Bad. No, but you know what? I mean, to even come that close to for me is a great compliment to Boardwalk because I think Breaking Bad is the best thing that's ever been done on television, ever in the history of television. You know, so to come this close, I think this to me is this is my number two um, for this genre. But 
I'm nervous about this season because it ended on that note that this will be a year where I think a lot's going to go wrong for Nucky. You don't think enough has gone wrong for him? I think that this it is went wrong, be... but he but at the end he he triumphed. True, but I mean it depends how historical the show is going to go because Nucky Thompson, not to give any like spoilers or anything, because I have no idea what they're going to do. He was a boss for a long. He was, time but in he history. did jail time. He did jail yes. time. He has his down moments, um, but that can bring us into talking about tonight's episode. We didn't see a jump ahead in time. See, I was wondering, are they going to take us ahead in time to, you know, Arnold Rothstein maybe being killed or just... But it was unclear of how much... Like, there was at least some bit of a jump because they went through building the Onyx Club. They went through, obviously... There was some time, um, but not a lot. I'm guessing like a, I'm guessing like five months. Five or, months. Or yeah, five okay, months right. Ish. Um, and in their world, a lot could have happened. Like, we didn't even really get to see what happened with AR and his legal woes over owning or being part of that distillery. And we never got to they see. They skipped over it. Yeah. Yes. He just got out of it like he mm-hmm. normally does. But did you know, and we'll talk about the meeting. We, you know, mm-hmm. we have an order that we'll go through. And it, it, I know we're jumping around a lot, guys. And uh, I apologize. It's the first time sitting down to do the show. And I have to say, I watched last season, I did a binge view for the last, you know, HBO's been playing them all the last two weeks, and my God, it's just, it's numbing how many characters and having to be reminded and having to bring yourself back into this world, it's really hard, and that's why it's it's stressful not having Ebony and Bethany here, because you do need kind of an all-hands-on-deck approach, especially when you go up 10 minutes after the show. You honestly just need four sets of eyes. Yes. Because you have, there's so many little details and pictures and imagery, and you need someone to catch that one moment, and like, I have like all these notes of like little details, and I'm like, if I got that many details, if I had three other people with me what else would we have caught you know? and we have this there's a one of our super fans mike august is a is a terrific writer and he sends in his catches of the week and oh, you'll love them so yeah excited. no the stuff he picks up is, is amazing but send him in send him in he will send um but i it's really great that i don't know it's really great that uh that the show is back because for me the cinematography, the writing, the acting, the production design. I, I geek out about this, uh, you know, every season we do it. Um, I just think it's such a work of art. and I, Oh, it's beautiful. And they're spending so much money. And they're not getting the return you're getting on A Walking Dead or on Breaking Bad. You know, mm-hmm. they're doing okay, but they're not getting those numbers. So that's why I cringe when I see the money they're spending because, you know, I want to make sure we keep going with this. Got to bring in those fans. Everybody needs to watch. Stay tuned every week. How do you think this? So watching the True Bloods and watching, you know, which which I don't. I haven't gotten into that mm-hmm. yet. How how does it compare to the other HBO shows that you've done? I mean, I guess I've done the main shows that I'm talking about are True Blood and Game of Thrones, and I would say that both of those compared to Boardwalk Empire, they have very different audiences. They, absolutely, but I'm just saying if the, if you just comparing because you were saying about all the nuances in this, mm-hmm. oh, and the subtext the and everything, same as Game of Thrones. No, not same as Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones is has undertones about like morality and family and lines like that. I would say that Boardwalk is a darker side of humanity than Game of Thrones is. Game of Thrones obviously has evil villains, but they. What Game of Thrones does is it takes characters and it think you think you hate them and then you turn out to love them. Boardwalk does that, but I think everything's almost more subtle. Does that make sense? Yes. Like every. But are the nuances there? When I mean, when the, oh. the symbolism and the th- oh yes, all that's in. Oh, yes, right, yeah. I would say that it's in both those. Interesting. Those. Interesting. Like so. All right, so we open up on Richard. And I don't know about you, but Richard is one of our favorite characters. Right? I will join that team. Right? He's amazing. Um, we have a couple of thugs in uh, in a diner. Um, and I know we see the big sign that says gas, right? And we know yeah. last year at the gas station, uh, the guy was lit up on on fire. We saw that in the previews. And, you know, we're sure that it all interconnects in some way. The Tippy Canoe is the name of the place. That it's close to Fort Wayne, that it's next to a steel mill. I felt like right. I was like, where are they sending us on this adventure with a lot of setup home? there, mm-hmm. a lot of setup. And um, the guy gives a five dollar bill on a two dollar um, bill, mm-hmm. you know, he, and uh, which, you know, back then 
is a ton of money. And he's like, God, I thought we were going to lay low. These guys are obviously throwing money around, which and obviously not really walking that straight of a line. No, they're definitely not. Well, no, 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 no. They're 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 sleazy. But you wonder because one thing you're not supposed to do is throw your money around when you you know when you're supposed to lay low. Like when you get the order from somebody, say a boss, to lay low, that means. You don't. You leave ten cent tip. You don't leave a three dollar tip, and it makes you wonder if this is why someone's ordered Richard to kill them as part of a contract. If he's just now a contract killer, or is there something else he's after? You know, I don't know. I we we. I mean, I don't know where he's going with this. I mean, from the first scene, I was completely thrown off and thought he had probably taken the kind of contract killer route. But throughout the show, I feel like he's on the trail of something. I mean, he got the clue of, like, the insurance company. Then we see him at the insurance company later. And then that guy has to die. And then he gives him a postcard. It's like this trail of clues. I have no idea what it's but, for, though. What are those clues for contract? I think Or is he just being classic Richard? One of his Yes. I, I almost feel like everything we've seen from Richard has been... I think a personal mission. Like when he started off killing for Jimmy, that came out of a friendship. J- and an Jimmy, who, who? Jimmy, James. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I just saying like this when, when you have so many characters and you think when he when Jimmy died, I'm talking about Darmody way back. When I know, no, Richard. and I know, but and I remember when he died. It's like, oh my god, how do you kill Jimmy? And look at the show; just keeps on going. Just it's keeps on like, tracking. and so much has gone on since they then. can't kill Richard though. They just can't. God, I hope not. I hope not. And we, There's we'll, so much like around him right Well, when now. we got to the last scene and the gun got pulled out on him, thank God you said to me, like, oh, no, no, no. He, he's, yeah. No, he's he, fine. He's in all season. Don't worry. He's not getting killed. And now his sister's involved, Emma. So. Right, which he's always spoken of. So now there's humanity back in his life. You know what I mean? He gave away the child, he, you know, and, and he's away from Jillian's world. Um and now he's got something. He always does in his seem heart. to have something. Like he always um, does. He constantly finds something to hold on to, and I think that's what allows me to like him so much as a character. Because if he was just this kind of solo, alone killer all the time, without that one person that he's connected to you or fighting for, makes you empathize with him exactly. And you know, and you you wonder if it's if it's so thought out with the half face. So it's like the half tin face or the half monster face and the half normal face. Let's say if that's the two people in him. Oh, I think there's so much to that. Um, not only that, but how people treat him and the people who do interact with him or how he's looked at by everyone in the show kind of defines their characters as well. Right. He's, I mean, he's not really a foil, but he is someone that we judge as an audience, but the characters judge every time they meet him. Right. And you can kind of see into like, like Jillian never really appreciate him liked him and like look oh, where no. she's at now yeah no no so. she just saw him as a monster and mm-hmm. that's of course what she got and uh speaking of which it's a it's a it's a, it's a great segue let's talk about jillian uh oh. brilliant writing when we see her with this guy that she's selling or at least we think she's selling the house to only to find out that it's just low-end sex and, and i'll put it in my mouth for an extra 10 oh my gosh <sighs> by the way here's the one thing i'll say she's not totally low-rent hooker because that's pretty good money for a prostitute back then oh it's great money she she always seems to be making some sort of high but, connection but we've seen now she's gone downhill yes we now she's fully hooked on drugs drugs sex she's but she's still fighting to get tommy back and keeping up appearances so so we see which is great because it's laying down the groundwork that she's not out of the game by any stretch. There's there's some fight left in the dog, and and as we see by the end of her uh, story here, she meets. Um, I don't know if he's one of the owners of the Piggly Wiggly. He seems uh, to be rather important, though. But I, again, I love when we bring real life. In, the more real life that they bring into this, the more history. I just I adore. And so we see this guy who says he's a bit of a dreamer and. I don't know. He he looks perfect for her to kind of sink her fangs into. Mr. Roy Phillips with yes. the Piggly Wiggly. Yes. I mean, I agree. She has a tendency to constantly align herself with powerful men. Mm-hmm. But to me, she's the most crazy of them all. Like, yeah, she is. 
Well, and we'll talk about what happened at the um, Onyx Club because it may be a crazier female. I Maybe. don't know. I we'll see. They might have to I, battle okay. it out for crazy. Here's, what, here's my sure. always thing. I'm always careful with the word crazy because crazy to me is what you can't understand, and Jillian okay. to me is just is damaged from the get go. She was she was. As a, she was raped by the Commodore. Yes. And, you know, again, I, I guess when, when, I, when a lot of people go through that kind of violation, their soul is destroyed. And it's the rest of their life, like, you know, a DTA, don't trust anybody. And they kind of pick up from there. And she had her bond with her son. And then eventually, and that was a twisted bond, again, twisted. based on the fact she was damaged. And you see, um, she loses him. So she loses that, like bit of more humanity is lot taken from her and the only thing she has left symbolically is this is this grandchild um but with i don't see her as crazy as much as i see her as damaged ruthless see but i think you have to make that line like when i say crazy i mean mentally unstable and for her she's very stable though but I mean, she's, she's a black not. widow she she's, knows exi- no when she puts her mind on something sarah she's gonna do it so it, whether it's it's you know getting okay, that sucker but you last year, yourself of anything that doesn't mean that you're not mentally sound. Like if you go back, if you look at the damaged soul of Jillian and you look at the damaged soul of her son, they both went through horrible, twisted situations, and yeah, she James was more messed made up. Bad you're right. decisions, but could you could see him understanding that he was making bad decisions, right? And that comes from him like trying at certain times to make amends or certain times to run away when he like joined the army running away or looking after his family like those are tying him into like the real world jillian clings to her delusions of who she needs to be with to be stable and you're right and and also making the bra and also the what her vision for the brothel well, yes. come on, it's a brothel. It's a, it's she, a, but her vision was to make it classy and, and, and she doesn't have an art, understanding that she's artistic. like wrong on any level. Yeah, she you're doesn't right. have an understanding that she makes mistakes. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I feel like with this new mark, this new catch, that she's going to rise back up to power. What do you think? I mean, from I've heard of the Piggly Wiggly, and I'm pretty sure they don't exist anymore. I'm not no, sure. No, they do. Yes, do they do. They, Absolutely. Where in do the they Midwest. Exist? In the Midwest. Oh, that's why I don't know. I'm a California yeah. girl. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But I mean, they've been, they've been around for a long time. So yeah. he's obviously going to have a lot of power. And if she aligns herself right and he doesn't like any crazy sexual acts, then. So, you know, and again, fans, because it's just us and because we go up 10 minutes after next week, we will have some information on Roy Phillips historically with. You know, we usually yes. bring that in. Um, we'll figure out and who he was. Piggly Wiggly, so I can know yeah. where it is and I can go see one. Uh, Phil, check out Piggly Wiggly's still in business. At least 10 years ago, I remember being at one in the Midwest. We I'll need to know it. this is vital oh, information. Oh, I didn't know. I, th- I thought it was Phil and Steven in the booth. Sorry. Hi, Steven. Um, I see her coming, making you, her way back do up. Do you want her to come back? <sighs> you need, you know what? You do need... Um, you, listen, you need foils on mm-hmm. this show. It, it's, no, I don't, but I do because we, you need it for the drama. You can't just Unless have. Unless you can change him out for someone better. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's what they kind of have to do. It's like, if you get killed off, you have to be kind of killed off by someone who is more I don't need to kill, I need, I need a jip to be killed off last year. Okay. He had to go. That was like enough. Like he had, he just, you know, he rained on our parade enough for a season. He needed to go. And now I think um, with her, no, I, I Gretchen Wall, no, I think you she's think good. You think she'd stay around for a bit? Yeah, she's good. We need, we need her there. We need her there to spice it up a little bit. Piggly Keep Wiggly's the- still in business. Oh, yeah. 600 stores in 17 states. How about wow. that? There you go. I'm going to have to go see one. There you go. Plus, the uh, show loves the redheads, so you can't get rid of them, right? Love. Well, well back in the day, it was like, yeah, some redheaded dame, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to uh, Agent Stan and, and this new kid, Warren Knox, who you called out as socio. He's something. Oh my goodness. He he is not mentally he's, You know, he's, he is the closest thing to Todd from Breaking Bad. If you guys are Breaking Bad fans, you'll know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but he it was very interesting. He saw the money exchange. I mean, he picked up really fast what was going on and how to exploit it. Mm-hmm. He's smart. I would say he's definitely smart. Um, when he came onto the scene, I thought he was going to be another 
um, Mickey Doyle, where he had a kind of funny voice and you couldn't really tell like how much he actually knew. But by the end of this show, when he tricked um, Stan into going for Mr. What is his name? Mr. Borst booby trap mm-hmm. is like the moment they arrived outside that outside that um, garage, you knew that his mind had been turning the whole day on how to set someone else up. And it's like, why does he need to set up his partner? And obviously money's involved, but... Yeah, we don't know. Does he want money or power? We don't know, right? Or maybe he's one of the... Or does he want to get ahead in the... With with the, the with the feds? I feel like he, he's going to want both. I feel like he's a little strange in that he's almost going to want, like, just action... But he's on his cold terms. and cruel, and and he has this, like he has like a strain of like cold blooded killer in him. I think so. I'm interested to see how that plays out and how what he wants. The audience, again, why it's a great show is because everything you described him on paper, you would say that's Van Alden again, and yet it's not. When I, this guy doesn't, he's not Van Alden. That's what's no. such a great show. That's why it's such a great show. And that's why they have to like really go for those actors who can take big choices. Can we talk about how characters. great the acting is? I mean, it's you know, it's intimidating to to me as a director when I see the shots are so beautiful, and when I see the casting, and when I see the level of acting, it's like, oh my god. Yeah. Right. And I think that what speaks most to is the people that you learn. To fear, or if you really like, I'll go into the show and recognize actors and be like, "Oh, I love them," and then in a couple episodes, I'm like, "Oh, I hate them so much. They're that's an cool. evil person." But like, that's what you want because that's what they're supposed to be in this. And you know, I was saying, you know, in, in casting, um, and seeing the nudity and the sex we saw tonight, they cast uh, girls that are voluptuous and not, you know, ru- more Rubenesque, which was more the time period, not like the wafy girls you see today. Mm-hmm. Also the doll faces. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I like that because I see a lot of period pieces who will cast today's actresses and not those real yeah. people from back then. And yeah. Not, not, not to, the standard of beauty of the time. Not right. that anyone's right or wrong, but... Now, has anyone ever told you this, Sarah? Because, guys, if you're listening on iTunes, go to YouTube. I'm, I don't okay. want to embarrass you. Next But topic. no, no, no. But seriously, as an actress, as an actress, as an actress, have you heard that about you and your look? Because your look to me is a very period look. Have you heard um, that before? Yes, I have. Yeah. I have heard that I have a very period style face. It does. It, do- it does. So please, uh, if this gets you guys on YouTube, give us uh, some views, then... Talk about no, but it's true because when I see you, remember, I remember when I first met you, I said, you know, when we was talking about your career, um, I, I think there's people who have, um, there's all different kinds of beauty, obviously, but there's a certain beauty that is really great on film and there's certain beauty that is great in uh, period dramas. And then obviously there's the beauty that's a, a model like a, like a um, Cindy Crawford or Giselle are beautiful, but they're not um, film. They're not Natalie Portman or Jennifer Lawrence or you. Like your appearance to me is 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 film beauty. I've said thank that to you, you before. Thank you. But I think, but when I see these who they cast on this show, it's the um, it's just the softer features. It's it's uh, it, but it's great because all shows don't do this. You know that, right? Like they'll yes. they'll cast some, you know, really beautiful girl, but it's not beautiful in the way it was in the twenties. Didn't am I making sense? No, it totally makes and sense. I see, and I on think bad shows, I see that you can you can see it in the fact that if you look at the advertisements in the show, if you look at like the magazine pinup covers, they match the girls that are being cast as the main love interests. Right. I mean, and also when they cast people like. Margaret Schroeder has a different type of beauty, and that mm-hmm. was made note of as she was brought into the show, into this, into the seasons. Like there was almost comments about it about like her versus Katie's beauty when Owen Slater was right. debating two girls. Like they talked about her difference of beauty, and then you see like Nucky's continuous little affairs that he has, and their similarities not only in their professions and in their tasks and their relationship, but also in like their looks and their styles right. and all of that. And I think that, that that it blends in to the scenery and to the sets. That's what makes it believable, and that what's, that's what makes it a good show. It's just like, it's like you're reading a novel and the characters are kind of I always, you know, I, the older I get, the more I realize it's, it's it really is a collaboration. You know, I would 
I used to think being an indie filmmaker, so I, and and my right most of my writing experience came in MTV where we had no money, so you had to do everything. You had to do everything as a um, when you're doing sketches, you you all the way down to getting the props. But this has to be such an incredible collaboration of people. So the casting people are fully on board. I don't think it's just uh, Tim Van Patten. You know, or the, or, um, the executive producer. I think this to me is just such a collaboration of super, super smart and talented people. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, and it is a collaboration even just like in how the show operates. Like every storyline, while Nucky is the figurehead, like every storyline is really thick and they have their own worlds. I mean, Chalky has an entire society. And then you have, I mean, I think this season we're going to see a lot of Chicago and, yeah, we've had New this Jersey, New York, time. Chicago. And you're constantly right. aware that their lives aren't surrounded by Nucky. It's like they all have almost just as much of an empire in their own respective areas. Right. And it's obviously the conflict and the all of the interactions that makes this interesting to watch. But there's so much going on with each person. And there's always more. And that's why we get so many characters. It's because there's... So many people in each person's lives. Like right now, we just got introduced to two more Capone brothers, right? And they've obviously been there the whole time. But well, no, he said I, I, he no, he said I moved you out. So it's it's fine. It's a great great segue into Chicago. We we talked about it at length last year. We we used to call Al Capone and um, Meyer Lansky and Lucky. Lucky, we would call them the Muppet Babies because there was a, there was a, this is before your time, there was a cartoon called Muppet Babies. I think it was in the late 80s or 90s. But 90s. It, 90s. So it was all the little Muppets when they were baby, baby mm-hmm. versions of yeah, Kermit and Miss Piggy. You, know, you remember? Yeah. So they were our Muppet Babies, but now the Muppet Babies have grown up. No, now the babies got in trouble and are like back with but, their parents. Well, really? Well, no, I, I think, well, okay. They're not fully grown up. They're teenagers now. They were, they're teenagers. So that wasn't the rebellious adolescence that we already witnessed? No, they were Muppet Babies. Now, okay. now, cause if you look at, um, what's going on in Chicago, mm-hmm. you, you know, he, Al now brings out his brothers. Mm-hmm. He goes to the papers and gets my name right. Because before there was Gotti, who was the, the big kind of um, sexy movie star Don, you know, mm-hmm. where he was in all the papers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was Al Capone was the one that was the he was the um, the guy who was super famous in America mm-hmm. in a business that profit was usually to gain profit best was by staying under the radar. You didn't want anyone to know you and who you were, and you see him get advised that way. But clearly, that wasn't good enough for Al. Like he wanted the publicity and whatnot. We know that historically. Yes. Yeah. I, we do know that I actually have, but, but what I say about the teenage years to bring it back to that is you see him now go to the papers, like get my name, right. I'm going to be taking over. And we know historically that his boss is going to flee and go to Italy and just go live in the mountains. Torino. Yeah. Torino is going to go at some point. And you know, that's why I say teenage years. You know, we're almost ready to make the next step. But I, but, but you're right because Chicago is going to be such great, such a great playground. And Al's always been one of my favorite characters. I mean, from his kid jokes all the way into he's the one who steps up. He continuously steps up every time to take action. He's such like an action forward player, which makes him exciting to watch. And we're watching, and also to watch him grow and and be this Neanderthal, and and but then sensitive about his son, and having we see his insecurities, and again things we can empathize with. Um, but it takes me back to that's why last season wasn't it great to see him team up with Chalky and like kick ass. Wonderful. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Why that finale was so amazing. I would say like out of all the. What do you call them? Muppet children. Al Capone. Muppet did, children. Muppet, Muppet babies. Muppet He's such an intellectual. Babies. I'm sorry. Um, Al Capone did the best and was the best. Like when Lucky and Meyer were kind of doing their hidden heroin agenda and all of their other little plots, I was kind of annoyed with them and like, why aren't you listening? Like Al, it felt more like initiative and he like kind of went out on his own thing. Like they felt almost like, Sneaky, the other two, Lucky and Meyer, are always kind of sneaky and kind of playing around. But Al, it's it's a force to like be reckoned. He's more bold. Mm-hmm. He's more bold, and he's also more. 
He's more brutish. He's more in your face. He's less, less thinking. Lucky is a little bit like that. In that he's doesn't right. think at all sometimes. By the way, I get a lot of crap for this, but I say I, I'm Italian, so I can say it. To me, it represents the Italians very well. That just much, there's just much more of that knee jerk reaction. Go with your temper. Uh, don't think it out. Whereas I see some other cultures, the Irish and the Jewish, mm-hmm. they're a little calmer and they can, they keep their head on. Whereas, yeah, I, again, I'll just, so I'll knock the Italians. Don't but think the Irish have their tempers? They do, but I know they did better in politics. They did better in, with the police force and, you know, they, they had the language and we didn't, we didn't speak the language. So that's why we did manual labor and we got angry and then decided we'll take the street. We'll, we'll get our power by being mafia. So yeah. that was always the battle between, at least in the New England area, you know, northeast. I'm sorry, not just New England, but the battle between the Irish and Italians was huge. And in the show, we're seeing an even stricter divide of those groupings in this episode. Like, I might be skipping a little bit. No, no, it's great. You're taking meeting. us right into the Nucky meeting. Yeah. It's perfect because you see it in that meeting. You see the Italians uh, on one side and the Irish on the other. And, and the, more divided than ever. And the Jewish guys on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Mm-hmm. More divided than ever. Now, Lucky is with his paisan, mm-hmm. right? He's under the tutelage of, of um, Masoria. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Nucky obviously is with Eli. And Myers with AR. And Myers with AR. And AR is white, pancake white face. To me, that I foreshadows his, his, his doom ah. is coming, I think. I mean, we know historically he's going to be, but I think it's it's coming. I was, I'm, I mean, I was really shocked by this meeting taking place, not only because um, it felt like time just went, like, we didn't get any of the drama involved in that huge setup of um, the distillery and bringing in the... Uh, the well, the six months had passed, like you yeah. said. But it's like, all I remember is Nucky telling Arnold that he was never going to forget. When Arnold kind of led everyone out of the room, when Nucky like called his forces, right. like he said, he would never forget. And I just don't, I don't trust this meeting. I don't trust this alliance. I don't trust the money that they handed to him to make a treaty of peace. Like, what? Why would Nucky want that? He seems to have everything. There's going more money because no, I think he does want it because there's more money in peace. Like he's a bit. He's the closest to a businessman. Rothstein is too, but Rothstein's not a team player. True. But but Nucky is the type of guy. I think if okay, here's what I think. I think if if Nucky could get a hundred uh, ninety dollars with everyone getting along, or a hundred dollars by taking the risks and whatever, he would take the ninety. Whereas Rothstein would I take would the hundred. I would have said he would take the nine. Nucky would have taken the ninety dollars season one, but then we saw him turn cold. When he killed Jimmy, you saw him get darker. And then later, last season, when we saw him strip himself of that carnation, to me, that was even making him more in the shadows. Like, even when we got introduced to him in this but episode no, but today, when he was, he like, t- in but, the darkness. But, true that, he's definitely in the dark place. But look at how nice and sensitive he is to Eddie, who stood by him. Yes. Didn't want, but, yes. and was always abusive to him verbally, but I always knew deep down oh. he loved him. But he's not even being verbally abusive now. He's saying to him, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You don't have to put my, you know. Well, so I'm just saying that's where I think he's. I guess the way that I looked at that, and I agree with the closest that he and his, like, regained relationship with his brother that I feel like is in full force. But I think that goes back to the conversation they had last season in the car where like, he was like, we're not bringing in anyone we don't trust already. Like, he tightened up his circle. Yeah, but that's just smart business, Sarah. Yes, which makes me not trust this meeting. Okay. I feel like... Well, we're going to find out. My, my thought is we shouldn't trust it because all the people there are volatile. They all have huge but egos. I don't trust Nucky in it. I just think Nucky I want gave the other his... guys to fall for it because I want Nucky to win, but I don't... I. They shouldn't trust Nucky. Well, okay. Again, it's hard because I'm watching Breaking Bad, so I get like caught off guard with who's playing who uh, in both shows. But if he is, it's because he senses that there's some kind of threat to him. And I don't think it's so he can own the whole ball of wax. I think it's more 
he knows they're going to come and try to hurt him later, so he's going to have to take them out first. But I, I just wonder if it's just not enough to say, take your money, we coexist, we make money together, and that's it. Do you also find it interesting that Chicago is not in this meeting? Not really present in this meeting, at least? No, because they weren't there for the war. They they were they are going to be dialed into the profits. Mm-hmm. That was prearranged with, with, with Capone. And as long as it's not violated, they're mm-hmm. fine. I think this is between New York and New Jersey. Yeah, I, I mean, that part I agree with. I just, I guess in my mind, I feel like it's, it's very strange. Like, when was the last time we saw um, Nucky, not with Al, but with um, Torrio? Like I don't know why, but, but we know Torrio's going off into the pastures. True, but I... He's retreating. Well, we don't... History tells us that, but the show hasn't shown us no, that. No, they except will. Except for in the fact that we you. haven't seen but them we've, together. But we've seen them looking at pictures. To, they're, they're dropping it. They're mm-hmm. dropping it out there that he's looking to back away from yeah. this. Yeah. And I, I mean, yes, meeting Volatile, lot of a lo, lot of testosterone in that room. But I think, I still think, no, just Nucky. I don't know, but... You, the only agenda Nucky might have, might have is with Rothstein based on what you said, based on what he said to Rothstein last year. Mm-hmm. And the last interaction between them, which was if I were a gambling man, I, I, you know, I was, he said he was going to bet that Nucky wouldn't kill him. Correct? Yeah, it was 14 to 1 against. Okay, and this is why you're right. And this is why, see, I'm just, you'll notice I flip flop on the show a lot because you guys are smarter than me. So, like, you talk me into things. Joining my bandwagon. Here's why you're probably right because he is all about the gambling. He says, you've got your line of credit, go gamble. This is actually Rothstein's undoing. And we know historically this is Rothstein's undoing is, mm-hmm. is his gambling. Even though up till now, we've seen him as this master chess player who plays it better than anybody, better than Nucky. To me, yeah. Rothstein plays it the best. However, we know gambling historically is his weakness, and we know gambling is what will be his undoing. And Nucky gives him the full line of credit, and he says, oh, I I bet that you weren't going to kill me, and off he goes. But we know he's, in history, he's a failed gambler. We know that that's what destroys mm-hmm. him. So you're right. Yeah. You're right. And also, the little note, which probably is not important, it's probably me making importance out of nothing, the fact that the numbers he used was 14 to 1. In all the other instances we've seen AR talk about gambling, he talks about how he will wait for a bet until basically there is, it's not chance, right, it's right. not gambling, it's a guarantee, and there was a 1 and in that, that argument. And that's why he was so pasty-faced white in that meeting. He mm-hmm. wasn't himself, his game was thrown off. Exactly, because he goes Sarah, in with knowledge, not with like you know a what? chance. I can't wait to turn the reins of the show over to you. I'm not taking the reins <laughs> yeah, you of the are. show. Yep, I you clearly not. know more than me. Okay, moving on to our little Willie, Eli's son, Nucky's nephew. Who looks completely different. Yeah. Like, one, more grown up. Two, his his hair. It was curly. I feel like last time we saw it, it was like straight, you know, blonde I, part to the side. I think, okay. Much like, we always talk about how they tie back more modern history with this old history. Mm -hmm. But it reminds me of guys in the 60s, in the 1960s. Greasers? No, who had very short hair. And Uh then in the 70s, Uh it was all grown out. It was that, it was, it was, it was, if the 60s was rebellion, the 70s was hangover. It just got sloppy and unkempt and out of control. Um... Late sixties, obviously, same okay. thing. So for me, it, t- to me, the hair—it's it's symbolism of like this is Change. not this is not the the boys like they they have a couple of scout references like boy scout references. This is mm-hmm. he's no longer a boy scout. This kid took a step as a gangster last year, saved the uncle's life. He made that step into he's going to be an adult. He's going to be his own man. He's smoking. He let the hair grow long. It's all these old things, and and the dad is saying, hey. No, you're, you know, you don't talk to your mother like that. The dad's trying to keep a lid on him Mm -hmm. and he's trying to flex his muscles subtly. And we see with Uncle Nucky, you know, that's who he really respects. He runs right out to him, um, to talk to him, you know, and, and, and in that exchange, that it was very interesting. Tell me what you took for these changes, and I'll tell you what I. Okay, so I thought that Willie's introduction was really interesting, and one of the reasons that I was most interested in it was actually 
because I feel like the men in the show are always kind of using each other's children and their own children as some sort of advancement in their careers. For instance, when we saw Chalky use his daughter's fiance boyfriend as a doctor, that was set up from the very beginning. The first conversation we had with him was that he was on that route and that he could be of assistance. Now we have Willie, who first helped out as a in the lumberyard, which mm-hmm. ended up being a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And now this change in him brought out two things. One, obviously that he's into smoking, which seems to be a really big deal because it was brought up like four times. It's just his rebellion. But I think it's going to be something more because they kept talking about it and you don't add lines about a smoking Do you mean jacket. he's going to go into drugs or is it, oh, is it gateway into something? I Maybe gateway to alcohol. Or- it's going to be, I think it's going to be something. Also, they talked about his major... Or his classes being in like accounting or something. It was Nucky, like, no, Nucky said accounting. Geography yeah, or in, commerce. He was like, you got into, you got in accounting. Is that great? And he's like, actually it was. But yeah. the school, like him getting A's was also important to Nucky. And I feel like they're already trying to plan like how his future and how his education they're is absolute, help him. Absolutely. But I think it's like something we have to pay attention to. Yes. Like, we, well, I, so I'll tell you my thoughts is okay. that is you are on the money 100%. And this, uh, it goes back to the old mafia days where it was always important to have the children be educated. And usually they, they, the, the rule is always to keep the kids out of the business. But remember, this is Irish. This isn't Italian mafia with these guys, but it was all in the Irish families. It was always great to have someone educated that you could have going to politics that could go in, that could go into law, law enforcement. But the dad was, was already law enforcement, as we know in America, we always the kids do better than the than the parents and so on. So dad was already a cop. Now son, I know they're looking to be, I'm sure, uh, someone great with money, someone great yeah. with law. If they say accounting, like that'll be the guy. Like he's, he's being groomed to run the books. He's being groomed for to definitely probably something. do the books for them and 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 to protect them legally or whatever. But we see with the son is no, I want to do more and. The uncle saying, "You are doing what you're supposed to do. Get your A's, you, and you then you're going to come work for the business. Yeah. I got it covered." And in the meantime, which this is why I love Nucky. You can talk to me when you need an uncle to talk to, and that's why I don't think he's totally gone. But that's a whole other discussion. Anyway, and I think Willie, <laughs> Willie is wants to. He wants to do more. He he's wants definitely interested. He wants to get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. And I mean, of of Eli's. Eight children, right? But and Eli, of them want but to Eli is that classic Irish Catholic father I see who wouldn't really want that. I think he wants the kids to get educated. You know, you know. But by the way, Chalky, same thing. Wanted the kids to be, you know, educated and 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 take it to the next level. And his kids have this. Well, it was his daughter that was mm-hmm. more interested in the business. She wanted to be a yeah. And I think it's very interesting that his son was so good at the piano, and now he's opening up a club. I'm wondering how that's going to intersect if it's going to. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. The, the a lot of times these guys get called into duty, the sons and the daughters, because it's an all hands on deck mentality. You know, when you're being threatened and you're mm-hmm. you know and you're running out of soldiers or whatever, it's like everyone's gonna pick up a broom and do their part. I like Chucky's new club though. I, I love it. Is that our? Yeah, look at you, God. You just like you're not even looking at the topic board. You're so good. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about the Onyx Club. Beautiful, beautiful production design. I'm loving it. I love the exterior. I mean, just I'm so swept away with all of that. I think the club is just such a fantastic idea. Um, Not only in its aesthetic need, because I feel like music and show tunes and the glitz and the glamour is such a fun little aspect of this show, but the dynamic of the club, of this being a black club with the white audience and the Onyx girls, all that, it's, it's, it adds a lot of heat to the show. And we've got a lot about what's it called? The Cotton Club coming out. That was mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see new rivalries and a lot of new. Oni Madden. And so we need to look mm-hmm. into this guy. He seems like he's something. And by the way, this also speaks to all the billboard campaign. I don't know you, uh, for fans around the country and actually around the world that, that do watch this show. Here in LA, we have a huge billboard campaign. Have you seen? And, and as I'm 
going by these billboards, I see so many new characters and faces. And my heart goes to my stomach like, oh, no, not more like people that I have to learn. More stuff fans will call us out on. Memorizing, memorizing. You got that name wrong. You oh, I'm going to get so many names wrong. I get my own um, name wrong sometimes. So, But there's going to – so when you were talking about all the world, we have Chicago, we have New York, we have New Jersey. We are going to have Harlem. Yes. We're going to have Harlem. And that's going to be crazy. The Cotton Club. Yes. Um, and so, anyway, it's going to be a great gateway in. Mm-hmm. We get to see our old f- his friend Eddie Cantor again. Uh, Is it his friend? I mean, I feel no, like there's no, no, some no. I said un- our friend, yeah. our friend. Okay. No, just an associate. I was gonna uh, be like, I feel like plus Eddie. I mean, Mr. Cantor is one of those characters who has some little. I guess vengeances that he could possibly want from one against Nucky for forcing him out of his Broadway show to do the show with Billy. Um, I just think um, sheep. He's like the Hitchcock quote: "Actors are just sheep." I think he's just sheep, meaning he's just going to do what he has to do. Yeah, but he's also he's one of the most powerful things in this show is information, and he's been around a lot and he's seen a lot, and he can be used as information against Nucky. Maybe here. Oh yeah, I guess so. But again, I I he also could be a great spy. But I do think that they obey history, so I don't know how far a, a famous guy like that's going to rat out Nucky. True. I just think he's a nice little vehicle to bring in and out. Um, women. That's right. Bring <laughs> he him does in. bring in a lot of women. Yeah, we can we can probably talk about. Um, Let's talk about the well. You know what? I'm going to wait on the Nucky booty call that I'm calling it. So we'll pass that off for a little bit. And let's continue. talk about um, done. Let's talk about Chalky. Yeah, his his number one guy who I love, who always has that eye, the crooked mm-hmm. eye thing going on still, which and, I love because it brings you back to their original meeting mm-hmm. when the reason he ha- the reason he has those scars is because he stood against Chalky and to see like this partnership. It's not quite. It's it's this weird line between f- friendship, partnership. And they're not like, partners. No, they're not partnership. What, Chalky and Nucky, or, or no, Chalky Dun- and Nucky? No, Dunn's now the number one. I mean, he's definitely no. He's his number one henchman. That's what yeah. he is. That's like his right hand man. That's what he is. Not a partner. Well, yeah. And there's, but there's definitely listen. It, they're one of those old school guys, like we, what it used to be like back in the day, where two guys would fight and then afterwards. The winner would buy the loser a sandwich, and they would become best friends. And so, to me, uh, I, I, that's what I see them as. And you know, um, he's going to haze him. He's going to like. He's going to definitely. He has a new nickname, Sweetback. Sweetback. Sweet um, man, Chalky's so good. I love him. He's so much about the business. Where um, he was like, I don't care what your problem is with the guy. We need. We make money with him. But let's back up a little bit and let's talk about what this guy, what Dunn did. I mean, Dunn's situation where this devil woman of a wife basically convinces him to sleep with her and then her husband, Dickie, shows up. It was a great scene. It had me on the t- my toes the entire time because mm-hmm. for a moment there, I thought we were going to lose feedback. I thought that um, when Dickie pulled that gun out, it was just going to be, he was either, I didn't know if he was going to die, but I knew he was going to be like tortured. I thought he was going to have his like foot shut off or something. I thought that Dickie was being set up to be one of our new foils for the season. Because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I hate this guy. Mm-hmm. And I hated him so much that I thought it was like, oh, God, is this our new Jip? Is this our new guy that's going to terrorize us all year? Or at least terrorize Chalky? Um, not to be. <laughs> <laughs> not to be. And then he obviously turns the situation around and stabs him in the face very gruesomely with a bottle. And almost what severs his head off. And you like probably that? again, being did not really like that scene. I thought it was awesome. No, I was so happy. Okay, to see him get I his. cringe and I like want to shield my eyes, but I don't shield my eyes because I actually do. You need those scenes in this show. Yeah, it. This show would not be believable, and you need those dark scenes. You need the violent scenes because. That's what keeps the plot moving in this. Like, if you never saw the deaths, you wouldn't want anyone to win. And the violence that and, they escalate and right, these and you, deaths too. You you need that. And it was not as on the surface. It was a glamorous time, but underneath it was a very ugly time. And mm-hmm. so you have to show the reality and the gruesomeness, I believe. But to even talk, let's talk about the situation. That it seemed like Dickie and the wife had done this many times before. Definitely. It was all set up to get so he could get off, so she could get off. Both of them um, getting off at someone else's expense, and but, obviously, yeah, and he took 
one step too far in some of the awful things he said and uh and of course lost his life because of it mm-hmm. i was i mean we see chalky obviously when he finds out about this chalky and necky and eli almost all seem to look down on Dunn for reacting the way he did and going through with the murder mm-hmm. because of its effect on business. I was shocked by that. I thought that at least one of them would be like, oh, I would have done the same thing too. No, no, no. And I think because that's why that girl is such a devil and that's why she's going to play such a role, don't you think? It, well, it, there's a reason she hasn't been found yet. Right. Um, so it's the way he was covered in blood, Dunn was, I mean, it was... it did seem like he was possessed by the devil. Like that, that's just how evil she is. Um, and no, they're all going to have to find out the hard way. Yeah. And I think that she, she's going to end up being in a lot of graphic scenes. I think that goes all the way back to how she was first introduced to the picture on the napkin. Like it wasn't a phone number. It wasn't a room. Yeah. Number, oh my God. Drawing. Thank you for bringing that up. You're just weird and you're graphic and, and I think that that's going to be a, that's a telltale clue of like her life. It's not about what you say. It's about it. all the actions and what you do. That you do. Mm-hmm. She, um, I think we'll, I'm pretty, we will definitely see her again. Um, but it was interesting because Nucky yelled at him too about it. They had words at, you know, at the end and Chalky said to him, Hey, you know what? I, I'll yell at my guy. He made a mistake, but he's, you know, He's still my guy, and also he saved, he helped save Nucky's life. And Nucky says, well, he helped save my life, but I still can't let this happen. It was just an interesting, those two going at each other again. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such mutual respect between the two of them, though, between Chalky and Nucky. Theirs is one of my favorite relationships. It's amazing. It's, um, well, I think that actually just goes back to Chalky being one of my favorite characters. And it's moments like that with Nucky and moments that we saw with him and Al Capone last season. And... He just has so many – He's you can tell exactly who he is, but he seems like he has layers, if that makes any sense, where he's straightforward to everyone he meets. He sits up, like, as a boss, stands up for what he wants. He's very straightforward about, like, I want you to do this. I want him to do this. I want my club. I want my daughter out of this business married to this doctor man so that he can be part of my family. Like, he's very straightforward, but then he does develop relationships, and there's a reason that he became, like, the boss of his yeah, you town. Yeah, that just doesn't happen. And it should be a black guy, too, to rise up the way he has. Absolutely. Has to be charismatic, has to be a leader, has to be able to make those smart decisions. Um, let's talk about what I'm calling the Nucky booty call. So, he's, you know, this woman. Miss it, Blonde. Miss Blonde. It seems Billy like, 2.0. Yes, it's Billy 2.0. And I'm like, okay, I get it. We're bringing in another Billy and this will be easy. And it seems like it's going that way until after he sleeps with her, she reveals, oh, I knew you, I wanted to meet you because I'd heard about you from Billy. And that's the only reason she got on Broadway, basically. And he was like, okay, he he leaves the room and she's shown the door and we... She's treated like trash. Yeah, and we won't see her again. No. No. And, and, And you had said once he'd found out it was, you know, a setup for Broadway and even just hearing Billy's name, that was it. Yeah. was like, yeah, this isn't real. I mean... When we first actually got introduced to Billy, when she first came on the scene, if you remember, she was introduced to Margaret, and I believe it was Eddie Cantor who was like, well, do you even know who came before you? And he was, she was talking about, oh my goodness, no, I'm not going to forget her name at this exact moment. Tall, dark hair, had Van Helsen's baby. Do you remember her? Yeah, of course. Called everyone oh daddy. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember her name. Paz. I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. But she... Nucky still loved her partially. Yeah, And then he fell in love with Margaret. And then he fell in love with Billy. Like, people play it off as if his, like, affairs with women don't mean anything. But he does have these very long relationships that do mean something. Like, he will will care for a woman. Like, he might not be the most honest to her. And he might overlap them a little bit. But he does But that's why he's amazing. But even his family. Like, he's he's just detached. There's definitely a side to him that's very far removed, but there's there's a human in there, mm-hmm. and that's what I what makes me root for him so much. And I just wanted to point out because I we, I know we talked about it during the show the fact that he is staying in this house in hotel something called the Albatross, right on the water. So and you went into this dissertation about what an albatross is. By the way, did you look? Had you looked that up? 
No. You had, such a, you had such a Webster's definition of albatross. Go ahead. Tell I'll everyone at home. I'll a little bit about an albatross. Um, what you really should do is you should look up the famous poem of the albatross. But it's basically it's this huge white bird. And there's just like legends and stories and poems about the albatross being um, one of the only living things you would see when you were out at sea at the ocean. Because they can travel for miles and miles without having to be on land. There's actually only like one land-based colony of albatross in the world. And it's like in New Zealand. But it's these great giant white birds. And they're just kind of like an omen and a sign, but of like loneliness and hope. So the fact that Nucky is staying in this hotel called the Albatross and he's alone and he's by the sea, it's really just beautiful and interesting. So you guys should look at the poem and, then, and also and read it. And talking about the dichotomy and the contradiction. So the sign says, no transient, transients welcome, and then says closed. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, and what is he? Is he, he's probably a he's transient. He's like this lonely, yeah. wandering, out at sea creature and he's still looking but he obviously he's Nucky's always looking for family and we saw him kind of lose Margaret at the end of last season so where she is and if I mean she has to come back we, I think we have to see Margaret she, I mean I always talk about the, the politics behind the scenes politics with these shows when you don't see characters are so prevalent a lot of times it's because they were difficult or they had movies or whatever i i don't know so uh, unless it's something like that behind the scenes where mm-hmm. she was you know which i don't think there was i'm pretty sure we'll see Margaret's her back yeah nelson george whatever his new name is going yeah, to be yeah, Van Allen, he'll be around he'll be back yeah definitely seeming we'll, to be more of a well wait 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 what, oh. are we going to predictions are we is going to predictions first, i'm your, sorry no wait we still have to right there you go <laughs> Thank you. TV what, Sarah? Predictions. Good. Thank you. (laughs) I got my timing on that one. Um, Okay. So let's, so wait, we will see. Van Alden George Mueller and his lovely, what is she? She's, oh goodness. She's like not Nordic. She's. Eastern European. Let's just say. So no one yells at us. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't remember her exact nationality. Um, we're going to finally see them, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. And and uh, more Chicago. Mm-hmm. More um, alcohol. And, but even to see the way Al now, again, stepping up, teenage Al, teenage mm-hmm. Muppet, right? <laughs> uh, Muppet teenager. With the bros. Yeah, but with the bat. And like now we're seeing like that's the Al Capone that, you know. Everyone That knows. really rose to power. Or at least, not that everyone knows, but that rose to power. And then, you know, he when he gets to the place where he's wearing tuxes and things like that we're not there yet but his career was actually very short-lived and happened when he was very young i mean he think he was like 28 when he was at his peak and again you guys are going to kill me if i'm not 100 percent accurate with that but i know that it was when he was young and he he didn't he think he died in his early 40s but he was in jail for a big period of that time at alcatraz and then he had, he had developed syphilis and was mental for like the last few years of his life so what 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 ends up happening probably looks like early his early twenties, so it looks like the next five years will be his mm-hmm. his big rise to power. So anyway, we'll see a little more of that. It doesn't look like we're going to see Margaret next week. And not next week, I don't think, but I I do think she is coming back. Also, the fact that um, we need more political agendas. We haven't seen any really of the big politicians yet, and I don't think they're completely gone either. No, oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, no, necessary evils you have to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, and- Harding, I believe, was only in office till twenty three, and I. Pretty sure he like died. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, they did. He, it was like he was. I think it's. Well, I want to say he was the worst president ever. That's what he was known as. That is was, extremely harsh. No, 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 no. He was like histor- historically, he's always known as the one as the worst. But I was going to say until modern times, but I didn't want to. We're, we're gonna. I'm yeah. going to cut you off. We're not going to talk about that. We Who knows? Be- maybe the show will change history. Uh, no, it won't. I hope not. I like when we stick to history. I like when we. It's almost like. Doesn't make predictions as fun though. No, yeah, but it's fun. Get how how they get us there. That's, That's the fun part. So we know we end up at a certain place historically, but it's how they how we get there that mm-hmm. it is fun with the show that we don't. You know, they they take us the way they yeah. want. You know, yeah. and I think that's fun. I want to see more of Emma. 
the you, twin sister you of our favorite Richard. Of Richard. Well, we're going to see that next week, too. Um, so, you guys, please go to iTunes to rate and comment on us. Also, go over to YouTube and do the same. Questions, comments, always appreciated. Apologize for being um, <laughs> just, I don't know, This is it's a lot of work, you guys. So, I work to do this 10 minutes after the show. Next week, we'll have more manpower, and uh, we'll get we'll have your catches of the week to kind of go over what we missed. Of course. And then in the meantime, Sarah, where do I find you? Here. Pretty much here. That's it? Yeah. No? There's no... I don't... No, no Twitter yet for you? Uh, no, I don't like Yeah, Twitter. we don't... I don't allow that for you. Yeah, I don't allow that. Because I don't want any, like, creepy men from uh, the Midwest coming to take you away. No, I'm off Twitter. What about you? Can they find you anywhere? Uh, actually, you know, I'm on Twitter, but I don't... I rarely use it. I'm at Undergaro, but I don't... So I don't, you can just comment, and we'll talk to them through the comments. You know what? You know what the problem is? I have the new BlackBerry, and I can't figure out how to tweet with it. So once in a while, I'll send out a picture or something that's easy. But anyway, you guys, <laughs> we'll see you next week, right? Yes. All right. Next Sunday. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.